Today, I'd like to share with us uh, on a, one of the topics of the Bible that is quoted a lot. That's to do with the old wineskin and the new wineskins. Praise the Lord. And I want to touch on this because we, the world keeps changing and evolving. In 1963, when some of you are born, or 1950s, when a few of you are born, things were not the same way they were in the 70s. So things keep changing. Even the environment is changing. Even the way people dress is also changing. Amen? I never saw my grandfather in a trouser myself. Praise God. I'm sure you're wondering, how old are you? I'm not very young. But the point I'm trying to make is here. I never saw my grandfather wearing a trouser. Because even if they were there, they had just come. And some of those old wazers refused to wear them. Because they were comfortable. The way they, they were. But as time went on, things started changing. Can I even shock you? When I went to stand one, there were quite a number of us who didn't have shorts. It is true. You just had, had a very long kishat. Kinafika uko. And it was a khaki shirt. You can see Beth really laughing. Wondering, How can that be faster? I'm not saying that I didn't have a shot. <laughs> but there were quite a number that didn't have. And I may even be, been one of them. What it is, the thing is, it was normal. Nobody found it funny. True. Today, that little boy of yours that is two years, if you don't put on him the shot, to the church, say, Mommy, no, I'm not dressed. And of course, if he comes without a shot, the others will be. Sinikwen. Yeah? Because the these times that we are in, we wear shorts. We wear trousers. There are times that ladies could not wear sh- trousers. Praise God. I was there also. And I saw it. And the few that attempted to wear trousers, some of them were thoroughly beaten. I remember one time, Two girls went. Well, likuwa metoka kwa familia bae. Likuwa juu kidogo. So I think their brothers who was working in the city bought them some trousers. So they decided one evening they are going to wear those trousers. And they went for those boogies. Some of you do not know what boogies are. They were the, 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 the discos of then, those days. And they were not in town, they were somewhere in huts. So villagers would gather in one hut, in one home, and then there will be some bit of entertainment. And these two, these two girls came, innocently. Do you know they were beaten up? Seriously, they were beaten up by men. How dare you dress like us? Today, if you beat a woman because she was wearing a trouser, You'll know. My dress, my? My truth, my trouser, my? You will go to jail instead. Anyway, I've given you the preamble of my message. In the book of Matthew chapter 9, verse 14, Matthew chapter 9, verse 14, 
Just before I do that, let me give you another quote that I got somewhere and it interested me. God planted his dreams in you. You are born to fulfill your destiny and purpose. The key to unlocking your God-sized dreams can be found in his presence. Matthew 9, chapter 14, 9, verse 14 says, Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth, cloth on an old garment. For the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour wine, new wine, into old wineskins. If they do, their skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No. They pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Allow me to read uh, Acts Chapter 13. Okay, rest read from verse 26. Fellow children of Abraham, and you God-fearing Gentiles, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus, yet in their condemning him, they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath, though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked pirates to have him executed. The disciples of John goes to Jesus and they have a question for themselves and the Pharisees. And for the first time I realized that the disciples of John and the Pharisees seem to have some things in common. Although John and the Pharisees did not have a lot in common. As a matter of fact, John called them sons of vipers. But the disciples of John goes to Jesus. And they have this question. How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often? But your disciples do not fast. How is it that we and even them, the Pharisees, fast quite often? But you, our disciples, don't. And Jesus had an answer for them in form of a question. How can the guest of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? Interesting. The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. Then he goes on to tell them, Look, no one sews a patch of unshrunk growth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making it tear, making the tear worse. In other words, look, he's telling them the obvious things that they know, but he's simply telling them, look, you cannot take a new piece of cloth and you want to repair an old one with it, because they are not of the same strength and fabrics. One is new and the other one is old. If you try to do that, what will happen is that because the new is stronger, it will pull the old and it will, the old will tear off. 
and the tear will be worse than before. So in other words, he's telling them, be smart, be wise, understand the situation better and apply the right things so that you can get results. You're getting it. Because you cannot expect to get results by continuing to do the old stuff that you know. Again and again. And things have changed. We are in a dispensation of technology. Those that have refused to embrace technology, whatever they are doing, whether they are in service industry or in manufacturing or in agriculture, wherever they are, they are ragging behind. And they will continue to do whatever they know because they know it again and again, but they are not making any progress. The ones that come and embrace the new or the technology, they move faster, they get results faster, in an easier way, they are more profitable because they have understood the season. Amen? And they have not just understood the season. They also know what to do like the sons of Issachar. Who the Bible says, they knew the seasons. They understood the season. Unlike the other sons of Jacob, them, they were different. They were able to interpret the seasons. And they also knew what to do with the seasons. In other words, they took advantage and they benefited with the change that was coming. But others watched what is happening. And because they are used to the old, they continued with the old. And that's why Jesus is saying, when the piece of cloth is torn, and it requires repair. You do not go to look for the new piece of growth. The first question is, where do you even cut the new one from? It means you are dealing with a new cloth. How full are you to destroy the new to repair the old? Praise the Lord. You're getting the message. I'm sure even if I stop there, I've already preached to all of you because you're intelligent to know what we are saying. Amen? Don't remain with the old. You will suffer. You will make great losses. Check what is happening. Anyway, let me first of all go back to the, to the, the story of the new, the, the new wines. I think that is more interesting. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst the wine will run out and the wineskin will be ruined. No. They pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Let's talk a bit about wineskins for you to, to probably understand. Let me take you back to Palestine because today we do not use wineskins to preserve uh, wine. Instead we use cans we use bottles uh, in these modern times. But in those days, for you to, be, to store wine or to preserve wine, you needed a wine skin. And a wine skin was got from a goat. So they would process the skin the way they knew how, using fire to preserve to preserve it, today we'll take it to a tunnel. Is it called a tunnel? Yeah. And once it is ready, it will be soon. In other words, it's taken to an expert who would put it together using threads that cannot break so easily. And it becomes like a container or a bag with the, the head of the goat, you know, that neck becoming like it is what you will use if you want to drink or to pour it. 
That's where the opening is. But it would also be uh, put in a way, uh, or uh, processed in, uh, in a, made in a way such that it can be closed. Now what would happen is, after that, they would get the new wine, the wine. And the wine is put inside there. And then it is left for a while so that it can ferment. Now as it ferments, if the wine skin expands, because you are aware that when something ferments, it also expands. There is actually growth. There are organisms that grow. And it, as it grows, it budges. Of course, because the skin is new, it will not burst. But you will get to a level where the wine is ready, and that the wine now can be drunk or can be used. And therefore they will pour it and use it as they like. Of course with time, the volume reduces. And for them to be able to get what is inside there, it is squeezed. So you keep squeezing the, the, wine, the, the wine skin. As you squeeze the wine skin, and as it ages, it dries. And then become brittle. In other words, it hardens, but it is still fragile. In other words, it can easily break. Now what happens? If you, go, if you take now then a new wine again, and you put it there, remember this is not a new wine skin, it's an old one. It's already dry, it's brittle, it can easily burst, so what happened? The wine starts fermenting. And the, the wine ferments, it explodes. And it pushes the skin, the wine, the wine skin. But remember, it is already dry. It's also brittle. So what happens? It bursts. Because it is aged. You lose the wine, and you lose the wine skin. Jesus is talking. Trying to answer. John's. Disciples. And the Pharisees. That were there. But John's, the John's disciples asking the question on their behalf as well. He's telling them. You do not do that. But instead. You pour new wine. Into new wine skins. And both the wine. And the skin skin are preserved. And you get results. Why did Jesus give this kind of example? What was going on here? Wine skin stands for religious traditions and understandings. The wine stands for what would call the new. God introducing his son into the world. Bringing in something that has not been seen before. And the son coming to say, things have changed. For the wine represents God's spirit and his new activity. Praise the Lord. Remember, even in the past, when God would act, people would create traditions allowed what God has said or the act of God. And out of that, there will be some traditions, some understandings. And they create a, a worship based on that kind of act. And that's exactly what was happening. Moses would go to the mountain, come down with tablets, with laws, and from that time, people started observing the law and the Ten Commandments. There was a tradition that was built around the Ten Commandments. There is a religion that developed out of that. 
And people would observe that. I know Jesus would tell them. Look. I am here. I am the bridegroom. I have brought something new. As long as I am here. This one do not need to labor so much. You cannot fast. When the. Said what you cannot fast. How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? You cannot mourn, not fast. Were there? Guests of the bridegroom is with them. This is a time of celebration. This is a time to embrace the new. This is a time to know what is happening. This is a time to abandon the past and embrace what has come. But the people struggled. They struggled. Why? Because it is not easy to abandon what you already know. You're right, isn't it? It is not easy to accept a change. Because a change is going to move you from what we refer to as your comfort zone to something unknown. We fear change. Why do we fear change? Because we fear the unknown. The fear of the unknown. Now, they say in the world of business, if you don't take a risk, if you are not a risk taker, you don't make loss. Neither do you make profit. So you remain where you are. People who do not take risk. They are comfortable with who, what they have. It is not that it is enough. As a matter of fact, if they are honest, they can tell you, I would want some more. But they fear losing what they have. So they fear investing what they have, lest they lose it. So they choose to stay with what they, are, they have. They will not make any loss because what they have they will retain. But is it adequate? They are the only one who can tell. Most, the truth is it is never adequate. They fear to venture into the unknown. They are comfortable where they are. You cannot make money in the world of business if you do not invest money. Please hear me. There is nothing like a miracle when it comes to making money. There is nothing like multiplication of money through miracles. Some of you have been conned several times. Allow me to speak to you. And you'll be shocked. The people that are conned most are Christians. If you have a thousand shillings, bring it. I'll pray for it. It will multiply four times, five times. Have you ever heard something like that? Or you just, I'm the only one who sees those things. Read them. They are done several times. Yeah? And you find someone taking his money. In fact, when he sold a thousand, he says, what about ten thousand? <laughs> so if I have ten thousand, it will multiply ten times. Now the fellow, now the, the, con, the con man or the con preacher, whatever it is, now realize this is already, the fish is already in. So he tells, even if it's a hundred thousand, it will multiply. Do you have a hundred thousand? Yes, I think I can get. Okay. Where is it? In the bank. Let's go for it. Go for it. So they go to the bank, both of them, and they withdrew the 100,000. And the fellow is taken into a corner somewhere, and there are few characters masquerading as prophets of God. They start saying things, chanting things. They even pray in tongues, you know, because they know who you are, so they, they fool you a bit. And before you realize, you... Whatever happened? Because you'll be given something to go with. And you're told... 
things are put in, a, in an envelope. And you are told, don't open here. You get to your house, you kneel down first, you worship God, and then you open. God blesses the work of our hands. Did you hear me? He blesses what? If you do not work, please, you will not be blessed. Amen? There is nothing like I'll sit here and pray and trust God that money will go into my bank account. And I'm doing nothing. Praise the Lord. You've got to work with your own hands. You've got to accept to take risk. Let no one else do it for you. And don't be fooled. It is not multiplication. It is working hard. And then as you work hard, there will be multiplication. Do you know what? There are miracles. When you start working hard, there is now what is called God multiplication. Because you will multiply what you have. Because you plant and the seed will germinate. Because you are a child of God and you put your trust and hope in him. You will plant like Isaac did when everybody else is not planting because it is dry season. God will direct you. This is the time to invest. God will direct you. This is the time to buy those cake you shares. There are some people who bought cake you shares when they were going down. They made some money very fast before they went down again. Praise God. What were, what were these people are doing? They were taking risk. They seemed to understood to understand the seasons. And they acted. They did not just sit and say, We were doing things this way, or we do them this way, or our grandfather taught us to do things this way, and therefore we will only do them this way. It will not happen. Others want to embrace the new. But they do not want to part from the old. And the new and the old are not compatible. We've just talked about the wineskin. When it is old, it gets dry. It will break easily. It can burst easily. When you do not take time to work on it or to get a new one, You will not get results. Praise the Lord. Why am I talking to us this way? I'm talking to us this way because we are in a new dispensation. God is doing a new thing. I started by telling you, in 1963, things were different. In the 1970s, even those of us who are in the church, things were different, Baba Moy. The way people are worshipping is not the way they worship today. In the 70s, there was a new move of young people led by some few people called Manasseh Mankure, isn't it? Mankure Manasseh and Wangare or Banana, Mangret Wangare, and others like Baba Mwai, he came in later. When the Spirit of God came upon them in high schools and there was something new that started happening, when they went home, they went to their churches, they shared this with their Parents, with their religious readers, they were told, you are out of order. You are out of your mind. From the day we came to this church, this is how we worship. This is how we praise God. This is how we sing. This is how we give. We give this way. There is order. They were told they were out of order. The church did not embrace what God was doing. The Lord has sent their youngsters with a message. What they needed to do is to embrace them and bring some order, but not to chase them away. They were chased away from their churches. But what happened after they were chased away? That's how the Pentecostal movement was born. That is why you are seated where you are seated today. There was no deliverance church then. Deliverance Church was born out of a few young people and men who were thrown out from the local churches because they introduced something new. And it was not something out of the scriptures. It is what the Spirit of God was doing in their lives. I'm telling you this because we are in a new dispensation. Things are changing. 
There are new things that are coming. The Lord is using people in different ways. The Lord is ministering to young people through dreams and visions. He's speaking to youngsters, kids. They will dream and come and share with you and tell you, Daddy, I dreamt this is happening. Now, if you are not in the spirit to be able to discern the new, you will say that your child is confused. Yet God is doing something because God is trying to speak to you through your child. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you this so that when the Lord starts speaking to you and using you in different ways, don't be quick to condemn even that which you do not understand. Because this is what the Pharisees did with Jesus. And I read for you Acts 13, 27. It is said that the Jews, and this was being told to us Gentiles, be careful. Because this message was sent to the Jews first. But they fulfilled the scriptures in the wrong way. Instead of accepting the message, it is said, the people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus. Yet in condemning him, they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sunday. Can you see the danger? They still fulfilled the words of the prophets. But these words, they were every Sabbath, they would gather together, like we are gathered today. And they would go to the scriptures, and they would read the scriptures. But the only thing they succeeded doing, it is fulfilling the scriptures. By condemning the Son of God, yet if you got the scriptures, it talks more about redemption than condemning. So they fulfill the scriptures anyway. Let's be careful so that we don't meet Sunday after Sunday, week after week, and we end up fulfilling the scriptures, but we fulfill the scriptures the wrong way. Because if we are rebellious, if we are not able to embrace the new, we will stick to the old, and the old is not always the gold. I told you that God always, in the past, he acted in one way. And out of that, the way the people picked some traditions and they used that. Today, God will come and act in a certain way. Praise the Lord. Let's be careful. Because what he does today is not necessarily what you'll do tomorrow. Because you cannot box God. You cannot pattern him. I've said that before again. Though we have the scriptures that gives us guidance, if you look at the scriptures, the way they worshipped in those early days, they changed. They keep changing. The way sacrifices were given, were, were, were done, sometimes God would change. They would sacrifice lambs. But God one day demanded that Isaac sacrifice. No, not Isaac. Abraham sacrificed Isaac. It was not the son sacrificing the father. Today that is what is happening. It is the sons who are killing their own fathers. What would have happened if Abraham was like the Pharisees? Opposed to anything that is new and does not make sense although it comes from God, he would not be today called the father of faith. It's out of his obedience that he became the father of faith. Because when he had God, he received the instructions. Of course I know. In his mind, because he is human like me, he must have questioned himself. But then he said, but I have heard God. Because he knew the voice of God. He knew when God speaks. 
and when God instructs him to do things. And he said to himself, he is God. Even if I sacrifice him, he has promised out of this, nations will be born. He has the capacity. He who gave me the child at an old age can still raise him from the dead. He believed God. And the message here also to us, God will not test you with evil. He will not test you beyond what you can handle. Amen? But the other message is, the other point here is, Abraham knew God. And he had God. Because he walked with God. And he understood also the times and seasons. How do I know? When God spoke to him when he was with his father, and he was told him to leave, he did not argue. He did not say that our traditions is here we do things this way. As a matter of fact, it is said that his father was worshipping sun God. Abraham did not argue with God and say, hey, I want you to know. Hata kama wewe ni mungu, hapa kuna baba. Baba moya Na baba huabudu jua. Na hapa sisi tunaabudu jua. He did not do that. He received God and his message. And he obeyed. Amen? I don't know what God is telling you in this season. And I don't know what you are struggling with. The old fathers, the new. Habits that we are used to. But we become very comfortable in those habits. Because this is who we are. And many times people say, but this is who I am. This is how I do things. Yeah. But we are in a new dispensation. Everybody else is changing, has changed. Things have become new. Why do you want to stick to the old? Even in the country, things have moved, things have changed. There is a hard shake. Why do you still continue to resist? Yeah. You will be a fool. Because things have. The two principles have shaked, shaked hands, isn't it? They are working together. And you are left behind saying, mm, I don't believe it. Mm. Some of you struggle, still struggling. Huh? It's a new dispensation. And let me tell you, even politically you can see those that are struggling with it. They are, being, they are not with the, the population. Because people have realized we have entered into a new dispensation. And if you want to take advantage of it, embrace it. Amen? Stop looking at others and calling them names. We are now one nation. They are neither Kikuyu, nor Aruo, nor Akarijin. If you want to remain Akarijin or Akikuyu, Shauliako, things have moved. Why? Because God is doing a new thing. Amen? Didn't he speak to us in the beginning of the year? Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Can't you perceive it? Don't you see it? Some of you are expecting. What were you expecting is a new thing. God has already started moving. It is true. Praise the Lord. He has already gone ahead of you. There is a new thing that has come into, into the air. Embrace it. Some of you, your life has already changed. God has already moved you from point A to point B. And you are still struggling to go back to point B. Praise the Lord. God has moved you from this office to the other office. Please, forget the old office and bless the new. Of course, there is the fears of the unknown because it is new. Hallelujah. But as it is in the new where there will be growth. Praise God. If a baby is not born, will there be a human being? There is something new that comes. And we embrace that which is new. 
It is that which is new that grows to become old. Praise the Lord. And we start enjoying the old. But if we stay with the old and say we do not want anything else new, if we all insist now from now henceforth, sisi tuko comfortable duniani. Ataku watoto wengine wakuje. Mafuta tumepata, gold hizo tumepata, diamond ziko. Wacha sasa tukae tukule peke. What are we trying to do? Are we, shall we live forever? No. We have refused to embrace what is new because the old is comfortable. We want to remain with the old. What will happen is that there will be no growth. And before we realize we are getting aged, we start dying, there is no one to take after us. That is why it is important to embrace that which is new even in your life. Don't be don't be static. Don't be a cake. Let me use that word. Some of us, our behavior is so a cake because we are, we are of the old. Praise God. There are some of us that need to embrace the new. Even the dressing has changed. Praise God. You may go to some schools to minister to young people and when you in a suit like this, they don't listen to you. It is true. Praise God. You know, the other day we were going to my former high school, Nakulu High School, and I was going to minister uh, in the, in, 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 uh, at night on, on Friday. I was opening the, the meetings that were taking place throughout the weekend. You know what? My son, Kimani, called me and said, Hey, Dad, don't wear a suit. Don't go wearing a suit there. I said, why? I thought, no, no, no. Don't wear a suit. I understood the message. Because he's simply telling me, those are youngsters. We, we have moved. There were times that when we were growing up, me and Karato, we were admiring people who were, who were wearing suits. And we were longing that one day we shall also buy one and wear one. Today it is not a cool thing. Praise God. When I look at all of you here, very few of you are wearing suits, are having suits. In fact, I'm the odd one. <laughs> and Kiunga and Baba Mwai. You know why? Look at us. Where are we coming from? Old school that has refused to embrace change. <laughs> Praise God. I'm trying to, to pass a message eh? and a point to you. Things have changed. Understand the environment. The other thing that why the people do not want new change, it is because the, the environment they are in, there is what they have created. And anything new coming is going to disrupt the environment. If you do not allow it to happen, the environment remains the way it is. There are new things that have come up. Even the grass they are planting, Kyunga, the Kikuyu grass is no longer the cool thing. It used to be the best, Baba Mwai, isn't it? It was known, the Kikuyu grass, even in Kisum. You, in, even in Australia, they would import it and wherever, Israel. The Kikuyu grass. Today things have moved. I'm told there is what is called carpet grass. So if you are still, stick to the old. And you are wondering, you are least to have prepared your loan and Nobody's thanking you when they come to your compound. You, you start there outside there expecting people to say, hey. And they're wondering, things have moved. There is what is called carpet grass. Praise God. Things have environment. Things have changed. Don't stick the old. Praise God. Chapter 8, verse 10. <clears throat> this is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel. After that time, meaning there is a time that would come, which means there is a new season that would come, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God. Please note. I will put their laws in their and write them on their hearts. 
Before the laws were written on tablets. Isn't it? And they were hanged somewhere in the synagogue. Now he is saying, a time will come, declares the Lord. I'll put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor. Please understand that. No longer will there be need for you to teach a neighbor. Because what will happen? God will have taught them. Instead of relying on the old traditions, God will have dealt with, and that's exactly what God is doing with the people today. There are people that have not gone to church, but God has revealed himself to them. No one has taught them about God, but God has revealed them to them. I read about Muslims that have never heard about Jesus, but Jesus appears to them and introduces himself as Jesus. Remember from the childhood, Mandarasa? What is it called Mandarasa? Yeah? They have been taught Muhammad is the prophet. Allah is whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody else is a heathen. Papa, papa. You don't belong to them. You are not like them. Hate them. Sorry to say so. You know, sometimes, that's truth be told. You go and, anyway, I cannot be able to quote you Nisulagani a Quran. But I'm aware. That in the same Quran, it says that anyone who is not a Muslim is a heathen. Nikafil. Yeah? And a kafil is a heathen. Is worse than. Anyway, let me not finish. Praise God. Where was I? Before I got distracted. God is revealing himself. Even to people that you do not expect. So stop fighting them. Because of what they believe in. Don't fight their religion. Pray for them. Amen. When they fight you don't fight back. Pray for them. Because God is doing a new thing. Because all humanities must know who Christ is. Irrespective of their religion. He is referring himself to the Hindus Through dreams and visions. And they are getting born again. This is a new thing. If you stick to the old ways of saying, ah, 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 that is not so. He comes this way. You believe in your heart and with your mouth you confess and then you are saved. He doesn't know that. He has not read the Bible. The Lord wants to deliver him so he reveals himself to him. When he comes, you embrace him and now start teaching him how to grow in the Lord. Disciple him. God is doing a new thing. As he says, no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord because they will all know me. Amen? For the least of them to the great, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their weaknesses and I will remember their sins no more. Praise God. They will all know me. God is doing a new thing. Hallelujah. Allow him to use you. Do not be stingy. Do not stingy. Do not be archaic. Don't stick to the old. Amen. He is doing a new thing. Will you not see it? Amen. Remember, you cannot put the new wine into an old wine skin, it will burst and the wine will be spoiled. What kind of wine skin do you have? Is it a new or is it old? Are you trying to put the new wine into an old wine skin? You need to be renewed. Allow the Lord to renew you. Amen? May the Lord bless you. I believe God has spoken to you. Using the wineskin. Remember, the wineskin is to be filled with wine. It is not to be empty. That's the other thing that you need to know. That an empty wineskin is of no use, even if it is new. It gets value because of the content that is in there. So what is in new gives you value. Please, 
understand that. An empty wineskin is good for nothing. And wineskins, which is obvious, are made for pouring wine. So make sure that your wineskin, it is new and it also has the new wine. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for your love. I want to thank you for your goodness and mercy that are new every morning. You know us by name. We want to thank you because you are the one that has spoken and you have said you are doing a new thing. Lord Jesus, even in difficult situations, in the deserts you've said there will be rivers. There will be highways where there could be no highways. You said mountains will move. In this new dispensation, you write your word in our hearts. Your laws will be in our hearts. You will speak to us even through our minds. We fail ourselves to you, Jesus. And I pray tonight or today that you may release upon us the spirit of revelation and understanding, O oh Lord, that as you come through and you introduce the new, O oh Lord, the new wine, the new dispensation, everlasting redeemer, we will be able to adapt to the new like the children of Isaac who knew the times and what to do with the seasons. I pray that you renew our mind. I pray that you renew our spirit. I pray that we will be able to surrender to you today in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you.